I'm trying to get comfortable. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Oh, there's a new updated thingamajiggy here. She just sent it. Anyway, hello. Yes. Okay. Podcast. Here we are. Wow. Fourth of July weekend. Everybody get your celebrations in order. Don't use fireworks unless properly supervised by an adult. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Um, you know, I think we've probably mentioned this on the pod before, but Bo has a lot of anxiety and issues, but fireworks, not one of them. He does not care about fireworks in a way that is like, we're like, are you deaf? <laughs> well, we know he's not. Right. So it's interesting. He is just like completely unfazed. Now, if someone set off a firework on our front stoop, I, he would be he would be alarmed because there was a person there, not because of the firework. Right. We should test this by having <laughs> lighting off some sparklers outside. I mean, there was he's some, afraid of leaves blowing in the wind, right? So. But he's not afraid of fire of the sound of fireworks. There, I, we heard some last night. He's afraid of a ball in a pool. He did not care. He's also afraid of a pool float. If the wind is moving something. He does not care for it. It is a threat. <laughs> he sees threats everywhere. He does, but you know the the. I kind of appreciate that, like the distant sound of fireworks like he does not perceive as a threat because it's not a threat to him. Neither is a leaf, obviously, but like oh. it's more sort of like in his face, mm -hmm. in his line of vision. This is true. If you will. Yeah. But like lightning, he doesn't care about either or thunder, which has a visual component. That's too, true. You know. But it's, but again, it's not like in our, it's not in our space. It's not in our home. It's not trying to get into our home. I mean, this this year I've seen plenty of lightning in our space in the early, early mornings. We just turned the whole house bright. Yeah, but he no, he doesn't care. Exactly. He doesn't like the smoke alarm, though, I'll tell you that. Well, he and Henry have that in common. They do. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're heading out tomorrow to the international dateline. Just kidding. Boston. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to Boston. It's supposed to be raining a little bit. Yep. We've got a I've got a five in the morning tea time on Monday, which Ooh, that's gonna feel like two in the two morning. Two in the morning. Yeah, that's what John said. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's golf. I'll get up for it. Wow. Okay. What? I, I'm just like, okay. I I personally would not do that, but I'm that's... committed to it look last time i didn't golf as much as i wanted to and i felt like i brought my clubs up there i should have used them more mm. and this time i'm expecting to play at least four times okay so we'll see i'm going through the hassle of bringing them with us yep not going through the expense of shipping them yep so so here we are yeah and then it's good because when we get back, I can immediately play at 5 a.m. the 14th. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I do. I'm going to be like raring to go. That'll be it'll like feel It'll feel, yeah, it'll feel late to you. Yeah, I'll probably be up early. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Otherwise, I haven't packed yet. 
It's uh, 3.49 p.m. We leave in about 13 hours. Well, we leave the, yeah, we leave the house in 13, well, 12 and a half, more right. like. So I should be packed, but I'm not. Yeah. But is anyone surprised? No. No. Everybody else is packed? Yep. That's weird. I'm like, I don't even know what to bring. I will say, and you and I talked about this, but as Henry gets older, it is so nice to like not have to schlep so much shit. Mm. You know? Yeah, like the things, the pack and All the things. Like, I mean, when we used to travel with him. Like, I, I think the, the dedicated first... suitcase to his bath time. Yeah, like, I mean, I re- we, brought, we brought the big stroller on, like once. Yep. We brought the big stroller, like the pack and play, the just all the bath shit, diapers, like so just so much stuff. Yes. It bottles, takes a village bottles. <laughs> to raise a Henry. Yeah. And like now we just like pack a suitcase, a carry on. Yeah. And his stuff fits in. Yep. And, and like, then we say, see you later, bud. Meet your grandparents on the other side. Yep, and then he's have flying. A good, have a good solo flight. By himself. No, he's not. Um, he would not stand for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's that's just, like, that's just nice. I just remember so clearly two years ago getting on that rental car shuttle at Logan Airport in Boston mm-hmm. with all of our – I mean, we must have had – at least four, if not five suitcases. Yes. A stroller, a, yeah. like a car seat. Like it just, we had so much stuff and we're trying to get on this shuttle bus. Henry was in the stroller. We kept him. It was just like, oh my God, like how are we physically going to be able to do this? We did it we, though. Yeah, barely. I was like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, it was the shuttle bus that was kind of the pain point well i think car rentals are just the worst at airports yes i understand the convenience of them but at the same time they're inconvenient well there are a few airports where you don't have to take a shuttle bus you like walk to a rental car parking lot or terminal or something MCO, yeah you do and MCO. you just get the car and why that, do you have to take a shuttle that i do not mind <laughs> but like many other airports including lax including boston uh you the the rental car adds another like two hours onto your arrival lax is terrible yes lax is terrible it's just undersized for the what it does yeah parking is like they should be there should be instead of uh four or five floors there should be 10 floors for every garage Mm. well they missed the boat on that they sure did um yeah but otherwise you know we're getting ready gonna go to the east coast see some family pop around new england and who knows yeah we're gonna see some friends some family show henry some sights and sounds Party hardy. Party hardy. Et cetera, et cetera. Fourth of July. I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing we're gonna we're gonna be in Connecticut for that. So stay tuned. We're gonna be with my brother. 
Yep. What's he doing? I'm sure something with your sister's sister. What? My sister-in-law? Your sister-in-law. Sister? Sister? That's what I meant to say. Sure. Um, I I mean, maybe it's like we're not big Fourth of July people. Like, I could could buy that, too. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I guess we'll we'll see. Um, Excited to see them. And excited to see my sister and my parents. And it's like... I was texting with a friend today and she was like asking what our plans were for the trip. And I was telling her and she's like, Oh, a lot of family time. And I was like, yeah, well we like, we live so far from family. Like we never get to see them. Mm -hmm. So when we do go to where they all are, it's just like (laughs) this day, we're going to be with this, this group, Mm -hmm. then this group, then these people, then that people like, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. And like, that's just, boston like we're not even going to new york that's true i hope whoever paid one third of the price of the back to the future musical tickets is enjoying them tonight Uh, i bought those like i don't know i was maybe just optimistic about what our lives would be like in the summer yeah but i was like i'll buy these we'll be there we'll go it'll be great nope anyway yeah so we sold them on StubHub, but had to discount the price quite significantly yeah <laughs> but they did sell which is great so they're probably a great deal they're probably they're probably green what do you mean doesn't don't they oh yeah yeah i'm sure seat value? i bet yeah i bet if like when you search for two tickets they might they probably came up like first yeah they're probably like the best value yeah there. you're totally. welcome you're welcome anonymous people <laughs> Uh, how are you feeling about the flight i'm not feeling anything about it yet okay i'm just sort of like i know i'm gonna be very tired yeah but not that tired because it won't be actually that different from when i normally wake up on like a monday yeah that's true so as long as i'm in bed tonight at like between eight and nine i'll be good to go which generally is like the time I get to bed. Yeah, I need to I need to get to bed early as well. I'm trying to like knock out all of this Forever 35 work today just so I can like really take next week off. Yeah, whereas I'm just planning on traveling with a podcast studio so that I can knock out some Star Treks here and there. Uh because as someone who doesn't work, I also don't vacation. Oh. You know, it's really, think about it, it's pretty meta. Yeah, that is pretty meta. I see a shadow, and I know that Henry is the only shadow-leaving being out there because Bo is at the chateau. That's true. <laughs> Interesting. He inspected it and then chose to leave. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Oh. Oh, he's gonna, he's trying. I heard him. Hello? Oh, oh, you pressed it up. Uh, here he comes. There it is. Hello. Hello. I just need to tell you something. Tell us. What do you what want do you to tell us? You want us to see your painting? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. We can see your painting. Is it? Where is it? Can you bring it over here? No, it's drying. But it's too wet. Oh. Too wet. Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. We're going to report on this painting. We'll let you know if it's worth seeing. BRB. Be right back.
We're back, guys. The painting was not a painting. He <laughs> wanted um, us to look at paint. He had mixed all of the colors of paint in a pie tin, and like a, a, an aluminum, a, a disposable one. And it was like grayish brown. Yep, but he's very proud of it. He was. And then he mixed in some purple. And some yellow. Oh, man. And some green. And some green, and he had a, he had a real time. Yep. So instead of looking at some beautiful artwork, we went out and looked at a sludge paint. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we should take a break. Oh, um, another break. I hope there's more paint to see. We should remind everyone that they can email us at DorianMatt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail. Call us at 413-461-BABY. Um, we, yeah, we're going to take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Bye. I mean, I guess bye, but we'll see you in a second. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody, we're back. No, No new paint. Nope. Just a regular old fun time. Um, we got this very nice email from Suzanne that I want to read. Like, whenever I'm feeling sort of like, why do we do this podcast? I'll read this email from Suzanne, and I'll be like, yeah, I guess this is why we do this podcast. Okay, let's hear it then, because I'm excited to hear something that would make you feel that way. All right. I've been listening from the beginning after hearing about the podcast on Cup of Joe. Whoa. At the time, I had one child, literally no infertility experience, but just enjoyed the pod. Throughout the lifetime of your podcast, I went from only wanting one child, then deciding to have another child, having that child, then offering to become a surrogate for a friend from high school. Surrogacy has always been on my heart, but your podcast really gave me the extra confidence to even make this offer to a person I literally haven't talked to in years. She tried to scare me away when I offered, but I just told her, I listened to a podcast. I know it all. Trust me, I'm good. Ha ha. (laughs) Fast forward to now, my belly buddy just turned two and his mama is one of my dearest friends. It was the most amazing experience. So thanks to both of you for indirectly inspiring me to make this happen. It sounds dramatic, but it's true. Your podcast has changed lives. Suzanne from Southern California and 1,700 square feet, two kids, eight and five years old, two dogs, two TVs that could definitely be bigger and no hot dogs in 2023. Uh, I mean, like, I'm emotional. This is a very moving email. I am also moved by the term belly buddy. <laughs> like, this is so amazing. I can't tell if it's a sarcastic tone in which she says, don't worry, I got it. I had a pot. I listened to a podcast. (laughs) No, I think she was like, like she was. Did that pan out? Like, did she have all the information she needed from our podcast? I kind of, it's kind of sounds like she did. Or just like she said that our podcast just sort of gave her like the extra boost or maybe like the wherewithal or the, or the script almost like she was able to empathize more with what her this person was going through mm-hmm. and therefore sort of like respond to it in a more effective way yeah. i guess yeah so i don't know it was very cool well suzanne you're welcome <laughs> any other belly buddies out there and suzanne's friend you're welcome she's less welcome because oh, okay. it seems like the friend didn't listen. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. From This is from Stephanie. Stephanie says, Hi, Matt and Dory. Just wanted to say, I don't think you should feel bad for, quote, asking for money. You're creating content, which is an art form, and that isn't free. Secondly, I just wanted to empathize. I feel like the U.S. economy is really kicking all of our asses right now. Contrary to popular bo- boomer belief, we have it far worse than they had it. Wages are stagnant. Inflation is through the roof. It's a lot. Sometimes I feel like something's got to give. I really want things to get better in this country. Most of this is out of our control. Corporate greed is really making everything terrible. Fun times. Anyway, take care. 
Stephanie in 1,440 square feet in St. Paul, Minnesota with one husband, one two and a half year old daughter, a dog and a cat. No hot dogs this year, but my kid has had some 100% beef kosher ones. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I mean, you know, when I think back to what my parents were able to accomplish on their salaries, I'm like, what? How yeah. How do that? How did we have a house? That doesn't happen now. That we owned. And how did we have a pool? And how did we send me and pay for four kids? And how did I go to Catholic school? And et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I don't know. Truth is, I could not fathom. Well, the problem is, like, those wages that they had are pretty much what people are getting paid now. Totally. That's the real problem. Everything else is as expensive as it was. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. So it's crazy. I think my mother's nurse's salary is probably average for current nurses. That's bananas. But, you know, houses now cost, instead of $52,000, they're more. Yep. All right. Okay. Way to go, boomers. Uh, Thank you, Stephanie. Jessica writes, hey, Matt and Dory, heard you lamenting about your career options on the podcast. I'm writing to share some encouragement for midlife career changes. I'm 43 and recently made a big-ish career change. In 2021, I did a software developer boot camp and then got a job as a front-end developer, and I'm about to complete two years in my new career. Before that, I had no software dev experience. I'd worked in urban planning, organic farming, my passion and dream, but so hard to make a living at farming. And then public administration worked for the county government. Two years ago, when I was 41, I decided, fuck it. If I'm going to have to work, why not pick something that will pay well and that I don't completely hate? So I quit my job at the county in December 2020, spent 10K on a 10-week boot camp, and had a new job in a new field within six months. I fully acknowledge my privilege to have a supportive husband with a good job who could keep us afloat for up to a year before we hit real trouble, as well as my just plain good luck finding a job in my new field pretty quickly. Anyway, my point here is there are career options and it is possible to make a career pivot in your 40s. I just wanted to send a bit of encouragement your way no matter what you decide to do. This is Jessica in Lake County, Illinois. We are happily kid-free by choice and have been listening to you guys since pre-Henry days. Originally Mm. followed Matt from Nerdist. Also, I'm a big fan of TNC and really enjoyed Dory's books. Nice. I've got one husband, one high-maintenance rescue dog, one live-in mother-in-law, two TVs, 1,500-square-foot old farmhouse, a block from a small lake where we can kayak, fish, and boat, and still only an hour from Chicago. Wow. No hot dogs so far this year. I'm vegetarian, and veggie hot dogs just aren't that appealing. IMO. You're correct about that. Thanks for all the content over the years you're very welcome jessica thank you for listening and following my stupidity through the years <laughs> um so what do you think software dev you want to do it do you i feel like you'd be better at that than i would well, you type faster but you have like a software dev brain i don't have i can't code i don't know anything oh. about coding well i don't either but we just gotta take a boot camp yeah, that, that aspect of it is appealing. Ten weeks? Yeah. Great. I'm in. Um, yeah. No, I don't I don't think I want to be a software dev. All right, fine. I don't think. You never know. Do I? Maybe you do. <sighs> we got a late breaking email that didn't even make it into the document that I just want to read. Okay. From Heidi. Hi, Dory and Matt. Just wanted to respond to the person who emailed Dory about her Substack newsletter. 
Yes, it's a form of monetization. You know what else is? Literally everything else you do on the internet, including visiting your inbox to begin with. At least subscribing to Now We're Talking not only gives you access to all sorts of helpful tips. Thank you for the recent round of of long-sleeved UPS, UPF bathing suits, BTW. (laughs) But your monthly subscription fee goes towards supporting- An indie writer and her sweet family would love to see this person's snark directed toward billionaires who profit off every time she opens her Instagram app, even though the last thing they need is more money. Ahem. Thanks. And rant. And rant. Maybe (laughs) she... Maybe she does. Keep doing you, Dorian team. Wishing you all the success possible. Hugs, Heidi. Maybe she's been writing constant emails to Jeff at Amazon.com. It's possible. Jeff, I, I just don't need you listening to me and making everything about money. I do think that like it's easier to criti- it's like it's, sometimes it's easier to criticize the indie people because they feel more like they feel closer to you in a way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't think people are, you know, writing these ranty emails to the New York Times saying like uh, ease up on like asking for subscriptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to pay for separate sports journalism. Yeah. Um, and then we got a text. You don't. You just subscribe to the New York Times and it's included. Okay. We got a text that said, Dory, maybe you should go to law school and then start a podcast about the experience. Oh, God. <laughs> well, maybe you should. Oh, God. Maybe you could, you know, take over that niche of lawyers who love podcasts Mm. pass no thanks um all right on a different topic yeah this is from becca hi dory matt i feel like i'm in a direct back and forth with our rosina from boulder i'm the one who wrote in about using life ivf with you as the operators but i have a couple more thoughts for her Mm -hmm. one short naps I would look at how long kiddo is sleeping overnight. It might be too long. Cutting a half hour from the beginning or end could help them be tired enough to nap. Two, micromanaging. If this is the way you've always been, my recommendation is reading or listening to Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. Or if this isn't the stage of life for reading, just check out the website fairplaylife.com. Feels mostly designed for women whose partners don't share equally in caregiving tasks, but I think it could be helpful in terms of previewing a dynamic. You could inadvertently be setting up by not allowing your husband to do things his way, and it can also help shift your thinking about the nature of care tasks from hypercritical and morally, quote, right to just completely neutral. All that said, the way your voicemail went, you said, I have become so type A. Depending on when that started, I might encourage you to talk to your doctor about postpartum anxiety. This can definitely be a way it manifests and could also be contributing to your PTSD regarding going back into the IVF machine, but I'm definitely not a medical professional, so don't take my word for it. Check it out if that feels possible to you. Cheers, Becca. All right. You hear that, Boulder? Okay. Um, Matt, do you want to read this email from Hillary? Sure. I'm emailing in response to the woman who said her kiddo was only napping 30 minutes. I don't have tips to remedy this because I'm not sure if there is a remedy. Our little science baby, now rambunctious 20-month-old, was a real serial cat napper. He would randomly do an hour, but we uh, were lucky to get 45 minutes. But slept through the night from 3.5 months and has always been a wonderful night sleeper. I'm not sure of the other person's night sleep, but when I would get him to go down, uh, when I would get him down sit down for a break with plans to get something done after a few minutes of break and he'd be up again 
from his nap within 15 minutes or so. I had to tell myself he makes up for this with his night sleep. <laughs> he was always fine during the day, so I think he just made up for his lack of daytime sleep at night. It was really hard to get stuff done around the house, but as soon as he switched to one nap around a year old, he started to nap like a normal kid, one and a half to two hours. Also, Matt up brought up the long-distance commercial, and I so often, for no reason at all, say, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy. This is really fast. So we have to pay for the long-distance call. Uh, all the best, East Coast of Canada. Boom. We got okay. the stats. Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. Um, good nap tips. Thank you for those, Hillary. Yes. Um, and then we did hear from Rosina. Yeah. With a voice memo. Uh, that one I have. Uh, I already deleted it, though. But I can just get it again. It's back. It's in the Dropbox. No, no. I deleted it from my soundboard. Oh, I see. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. This will sound we We... We play. I played this on the Patreon, the the five dollar Patreon, sort of by mistake. Um, so if you heard it already on there, sorry, you will hear it again. Oopsie! Let's do this. Hang on, man. Oh man! Just want to make sure we get the whole Megillah here. Okay. Thank you. No, what? that's the other. That's, wow. That's the that's. That's the Star Trek pod stuff. Hey, you guys. It's Rosina, your Boulder bestie. I'm calling in for two reasons. First of all, I wanted to let you know that I am officially a Patreon subscriber. Um, Everyone should Sorry it took me so long, but very happy to be a part of that club now. You guys totally deserve it. And I'm sorry to hear that you are kind of going through a tough time, um, but I know you'll get through it. Um, secondly, I paused the pod um, to talk about the slumber pod. Um, so our, uh, we have the slumber pod. Um, we actually, it was recommended to us by a sleep consultant who we worked with very closely. Um, when we were going back to the East coast, when our son was like four months old and, um, you know, I knew we were staying in my mom's house and it was not going to be dark at all. And there were lots of windows, uh, so it was too hard to like buy, you know, blinds or whatever. Um, she said that the slumber pod was totally safe for sleep. Also, Dory, I am like very paranoid about safe sleep. I did a lot of research on it. It seemed like it passed, you know, everybody's approval. Um, and it worked amazingly for my son. So he was in the pack and play, slumber pod on top. I mean, literally the lights could be on around him and he wouldn't have known. Um, we actually started, put, we put it over his crib recently. So he, it's currently on his crib. And we did this to test out whether the light was affecting his naps because I told you he has really short naps. So we did this as an experiment. So like we don't zip it up all the way, but it's been on his crib now for like two weeks and he's still alive. So it's totally safe for sleep. Um, I swear by it. We're going back to the East Coast um, in August and we will definitely be bringing it with us. Um, I tell everyone to either buy it or borrow ours. So, yes, on the slumber pod. All right, thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Rosina. Okay. Thank you, Rosina. I already said that. 
I said it also. Mm. We also, uh, someone else texted us to say, here's a pic of the slumber pod in action. Baby poking through when you open the zipper door. Just writing in to say, we love the slumber pod on vacation because we share a room with our kids and put the baby in the pod. It's basically a blackout tent that goes around the crib. It allows her to go to bed much earlier than the rest of us, and she doesn't know she's missing out. Such a lifesaver. Has a pocket for the monitor so you can see her, and we put a sound machine nearby. It's been tested for airflow, and that's good enough for us. Just saying, it's one of our top favorite baby gadgets. It's a little pricey, but share it with friends if you do buy it. A great item to borrow. I really wish we knew about this thing beforehand. Alas. That would have been right up Henry's alley. Yeah, he actually would have loved this. Um... But thank you for the cute picture of your baby in the slumber pod. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take another little break and uh, we'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, everything's sorted on this end. We're back. We're back. The voicemails have been shown to me dory hid them in the folder they 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 never was going to find them in i put them in the wrong folder um all right here's an email from anonymous thank you for your podcast which helped me get through multiple failed frozen embryo transfers before i had my science baby almost two years ago you said recently that your answer to henry's question about a sibling is quote probably not which would be our answer too if our son knew how to ask the question so my question is how has it been wrapping your head around that for me, I know this is probably the right call for our family, but I also feel a pang when I feel when I think about what a good big brother my son would be. And I even panic a little when I think about him having to take care of us as we age. Basically, I'm looking for solidarity because I'm finding it difficult to let go of the family I originally envisioned, even though I know my vision doesn't really make sense anymore. Hoping to hear your thoughts and maybe even thoughts from other listeners. Thank you so much. 2,200 rented square feet in Northern Virginia for two adults, one toddler, and one 48-inch TV, no hot dogs, still searching for a vegetarian option that actually tastes good. Seems to be some sort of money-making opportunity out there if you can crack that code. Mm, Good point. Hot dogs that are not made of dogs or chickens or turkeys or pigs or cows. Thank you. What's your answer to this question? I wish I had an answer for you, but I was so spaced out thinking about my brother and his quote unquote crashing of the family reunion, as he said on Monday. But the reality is I had no idea he'd be in Massachusetts and happily would have invited him to see us. But now I got to feel weird about it because my mother's weird and decided to tell him separately that like john hey matthew's gonna be here I'm like how the hell am i supposed to know he lives in florida how am i supposed to know he's gonna be in massachusetts at the same time that's all anyway what was the question <laughs> interestingly enough the question was about siblings <laughs> you don't need them <laughs> feel happy um kid the kid's gonna grow up and be just fine 
You said it's recently that your answer to Henry's question about a sibling is probably no, no, not. I, I, it all flooded back into my oh, head. Oh, okay. That. Great. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think of those things as well. I do think Henry would be a good brother to whomever. Uh, but I also think that this, like, like the kind of thing we're discussing, we discussed at the top of the show being easier to travel now is like a kind of thing where I'm like, oh, this, this is nice to have a three person unit and be able to travel like that. Like mm-hmm. we were discussing bringing Henry to Italy next year. Yeah. We never would discuss bringing Henry and a small baby. That's true. It'd be like, uh, GTFO, we're out of here. Very true. So in that sense, I guess we are like, I'm okay, you know, whatever. Am I ever going to be really okay with it? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Dodo? Um, I mean, I haven't really wrapped my head around it. And I think I'm like kind of in denial that it's like really not going to happen. Well, I mean, the more we go where I'm not working and it, it does, it does it make sense because I'd have a harder time wrapping my head around the fact that, oh God, we're expecting another child. Yeah. That'd be a layer of stress that I don't know that I could comprehend right now. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, then I just get like frustrated at the fact that Matt hasn't worked because I'm like, well, maybe if he had been working, then maybe we would have figured something out. And it's yeah. like, well, and it's hard for me to like, I think because I know so much about the various like options available, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if we really wanted to, we could make it happen. But I, but like, do we really want it? You know? I don't know. That's all. <laughs> I like that you can magically make a child appear if you really want. I one. mean, you kind of can hmm. if you have money. We don't, right? So we can't. We, I know. That's why I'm. Fr- that's why it's frustrating to me. Hmm. That's all. I'm like. I'm like very bummed that Henry won't have a sibling. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's a lot. Two of him would be a lot. Well, we wouldn't have two of him. You don't know that. No, it's pretty unlikely. You don't know how these babies work, you know? Sure. So, that's how I feel. So, I don't have good advice for you. Ditto? So I guess solidarity uh, in the sense of like, yeah, it's hard, but not like here's a magical way to make it easier. <laughs> Correct. Well, I mean, you did. You had, you said money will make it a lot easier. Yeah, but I, I so, think you. Get some more money, emailer. Uh, okay. Whatever. What? Um. I sort of feel like at this point for us, even if we had more money, it wouldn't like, it's kind of too late. 
I don't know. I'm seven years different from my siblings. Look at that panned out. So, whatever. All right. Well, let's hear voicemail. Okay. Which one? One kid. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is uh, Tom from Minnesota. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for about six months now, uh, and I am a Matt Myra fan, if that's a thing, because I uh, listen to Star Trek TNC, and I'm a Patreon there, and also fan James Bonding. Calling because, um, uh, one, this is cheaper than therapy, and then two, uh, we are, my wife and I recently made the decision that we, after two uh, failed egg transfers and then one successful transfer, it split into triplets, but then we lost the triplets in the 15th week. We um, <clears throat> have decided that we are going to donate the last egg to science and that we're going to stay one and done parents and just be a single child. Uh, it's a difficult decision, but uh, our uh, our baby is now six years old, and after long conversations over the last year, and my wife now having to have open heart surgery last year as well, we uh, decided that, um, you know, we selfishly, I guess, maybe, uh, have decided that we just aren't up for starting over with parents again. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, for those of us out there who are in the community of IVF and other struggles, um, you know, sometimes you just take your one miracle baby and uh, and have to move on, and, you know, and sometimes it's not in the cards for more. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast. I appreciate it. And I think the more awareness and more conversation around uh, infertility IVF struggles is always good because it's a larger community than you'd think. And uh, thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for, first of all, for being a Mamaira fan. That is a thing. Welcome. You can play the second. Um, he, he called back and listed his stats. Good. I'm going to need them before I finally address him. Here we go. Statistics. Tom again. Totally forgot the uh, ending. Uh, 2,300 square feet. Whoa. Uh, two 40-inch TVs in the bedrooms and one 70-inch nice. uh, OLED TV downstairs where I watch my Star Trek episodes. Nice. And a um, couple of hot dogs, but if we count Italian sausage, which we should, uh, that's more like 25. All right. Thanks. Oh. Bye. That's an impressive amount of Italian sausage, first of all. That's what she said. Second of all, we could possibly start counting them as a separate thing though i can't put them in the same category as hot dogs so wow you're you're willing to have add a, a new separate... thing it's like a Italian. Wow. so now you have to write in everybody when you tell us how many hot dogs but also tell us how many sausages you've had and are they sweet or spicy no i don't need that information you can just tell us how many sausages oh, you've had okay if All you right. feel like telling us if they're sweeter spicy then sure. sweet or hot i guess is the sausage terminology Right. I think the toss, it's whatever you want it to be. That's okay. the beauty of sausages. They're That's made of great. so many different things. They're like, you know, a melting pot inside of a casing, uh, inside of some intestines. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Tom, thank you for your call. Tom, I think that's very cool of you. Not very selfish for you to donate. Um, cool of you and your wife i mean it's probably not your decision alone so cool of the both of you to do that and uh you know six years between you're creeping up on matt myra seven years between siblings territory which as we know statistically is not a great place to be (laughs) 
<sighs> so making the smart decision. All right. This next email is from Abby. Hi, Matt and Dory. Writing in as a fellow North Shore egghead with a one-year-old newly in daycare. Like the voicemailer, I was also home with my baby for much longer than expected due to slowed hiring in tech. I've been back to work for two weeks, and even though paycheck is amazing, I so miss the simple things like eating breakfast every day with my baby. Leading up to going back to work, the most special times were those when my baby was taking in the world and I could see her grow. Going to baby classes and story time at the library seemed daunting most days, seemed daunting some days. But looking back, those are where so many of my special memories with my baby were formed. There are summer music classes for infants starting the second week of July through a group called Music Together. There's a class in Malden, so the voicemailer isn't too far away. I have many, many projects around the house that never got done before I started working and could not care less now. I just miss all the micro milestones I used to see each day that now I only hear about secondhand. The upside to daycare is how present I'm able to be in the limited time I do get to spend with her each day. Stats. Eight hot dogs this year, but I never had a Costco dog. 2,800 square feet, definitely a TV household, but only one TV in the living room. I'm glued to my phone watching TV most of the time. Thanks for the pod. Interesting. Abby in Wakefield. Oh, Wakefield. I, I spent a lot of time at Wakefield as a as a youth. I don't know that I've ever been to Wakefield. Uh, it's picturesque. There's a lake you can walk around over there. There's a mm. railroad stop. Mm. You used to go to Webhead Comics in Wakefield. Mm. Um. There's a video store in Wakefield Town Center that I purchased Back to the Future 2 at when it was not really in print for $125. Wow. It's uh, a very specific memory. Well, you know, these are the things I would do in my youth. Yep. Spent a lot of time in that video store. Wow. All right. Um, all right. We're going to end. They always had Dark Shadows. They had, they had like 800 copies of Dark Shadows. Weird. You remember Dark, do you remember Dark Shadows? Big in Wakefield. No, I don't. It was a, it was a vampire soap opera. Oh. So there was like, you know, dozens of tapes for each season. Sure, sure, sure. They sure. seem to have them all in stock all the time. Anyway. Interesting. They, all made, right. they made a movie. Ja Johnny Depp was in it called Dark Shadows. Okay. All right. We're going to end on this text. Mm. Hi, gang. LTFT. I like to savor, not binge. And as a result, I'm still about two years behind. Just got to the episode where Matt keeps talking about peeing out his butt. Mm. And I had to pause the pod because I thought it might entertain you to know that growing up, my dad would refer to diarrhea as butt soup. Gross. Gross. I love it. She wrote gross. Also, I was listening at work and laughed out loud about your who's on first diarrhea bit and had no way to explain what I was laughing about to my coworkers. I'm sure you'll be hearing from me more once I finally catch up and my comments are more timely. But until then, this is Bianca in Idaho in 2,400 square feet. Two adults, two kids under three, a 90-pound mutt, and a large freshwater aquarium with nine fish on the board with one hot dog, Nathan's, so far in 2023. I mean, you'll be surprised at how timeless butt soup is on this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, that's definitely not the last time we've discussed butt soup. <laughs> so there you are. There you are. Um all right. Do we have any patrons to thank? I don't see any. No, because we're recording early, so our Patreon member list is not updated for the month gotcha. yet. All right. But just Stay a reminder, tuned. you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We have a $5 level, a $10 level. We record bonus episodes. There's also a massive back catalog of Patreon episodes. So if you're not like Bianca and you're not two years behind and you're like, oh, I kind of want more of their rambling about their lives you can join Why our would patreon you say it like that but yeah join our patreon <laughs> all right thanks everybody bye
Bye.